Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Launchpreneur Academy. We have Corey Ballard from Ballard Products in the house. What's up, Corey? Not much, man. Glad to be here, man. Look like a million bucks. Well, look I like... I don't want to insult you. Ten million bucks. You're looking fresh, man. Hey, you never know. You never know. So how did it go in there, man? You looked a little nervous this morning. Did you, did did you, you knock did it out of the nervous? park? You, you looked uh, focused. Focused. Pre-speech. As uh, Caleb just said, I'm a professional talker, not a professional speaker. So uh, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, I didn't prepare very much for it, but uh, I enjoy getting up and talking and telling our story. And it's crazy how fast the 35 minutes goes because there were some, so many things that I wanted to get into the end um, and share some vulnerability and some things that I think hopefully, you know, hit home with people. And I look up and I'm out, I look up and I'm out of time, but uh, um, I still enjoy it. Maybe I'll get invited back. Maybe I won't. You never know. I, yeah, well, I, th- I think uh, Ballard Products and Brian's 10, you guys got a, a nice little marriage going on there, we huh? We do, we do. So you got to gotta keep keep coming back, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, we'll see. We'll what see. do I know? I said, uh, I'd love to, I'll come back every year. Do I have to talk? And he said, I really need you to. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, you know, and, uh, you know, we try to, and then when you follow Calvus, that's tough. He's got so much energy. Yeah, he's got energy. He is man. a speaker, but he yeah he works at it. I went to, I went and had a bite to eat with him yesterday, and he's he's talking about stuff way over my head. He listed off seventy two books that I've never even heard of, and because uh, when I was, you know, I, for so many years I was working in my business and on my business that I wasn't paying attention to you know social media and these business books, and we were just you know, just blinders on, focused on the business for so long that until I kind of switched gears on the Ballard side, I, uh, I didn't pay attention to what was going on in the real world. I jokingly said, you know, three years ago at LAL, um, or no, sorry, uh, GIE, um, somebody came out and said, hey, have you seen Brian? I said, Brian who? And they said, he's hanging out with Stan. I said, Stan who? I didn't know these guys. I just, uh, I was Brian kind of, Fullerton, Stan Genetic. Yeah, I was just out of the, you know, I was just out of the loop and, uh, you know, and it's crazy in three years how far that's come and, and uh, I've enjoyed just a, just networking with people that are doing good things in the community and, and sharing, which is the key. How has it gone at GIE, which is now called the Equip, when people are like, oh, there's Corey and they're coming up to you and saying, hey, I watch your videos, I buy your products and you're in that uh, network and people are acknowledging watching your Instagram and then meeting you in real life. How does that make you feel? It's a little awkward. It's a little weird. And I'm sure for you, uh, maybe you're used to it now, but you know, Hey man, can I get my picture taken with, I just signed some hats in there and I'm like, you, you want me to sign your hat? Um, now you're signing books cause you're, you know, you're famous, but you know, it's a weird thing cause I'm just a regular dude doing regular stuff. Um, and, uh, so it is awkward and, and, and fun at the same time. But when people are like, man, I'd love to get my picture taken with you. And I'm just like, but I, I forget that, you know, they've seen, uh, we've had 14 million views this year on, on social media, and I forget that these people have seen me on our stuff, but then Brian and Blake and Stan and your stuff, I mean, just, I forget that these guys at home and, and small guys and big guys and young and old have watched so much of this content that wasn't available to me when I was growing my company that they've seen us so much and they love that opportunity to, to meet us in person and it's exciting for them and I want to be excited for them as well and so I embrace 
even at you know lunch today, I, I embrace every opportunity I can to answer anybody's questions, um, you know, and, and try to help them with their business any way I can. And um, you know, unfortunately, some questions I get asked are long answers. Right. How do I grow my business? Well, <laughs> we got to talk, buddy. Like we got a lot of work to do. But um, you know, it's fun, man. I enjoy it, and it, but it is a it's a weird feeling to uh, to have people, you know wanting to take their picture with you and autograph their hat and autograph their shirt. And I'm like, man, I'm not that cool, <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, Lindsay keeps you grounded. Yeah. She's like, it's going to your head. Buddy. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm kind of, you know, she's like your head. I can see. <laughs> so I wanted to have a conversation with you, Corey, because you started your business as a teenager yep. and you've got decades of experience of growing a business. And at some point, some people might consider selling their business. And a lot of us, when we start, we don't have the wisdom or knowledge to think, well, I want to build it this way so I could sell it for top dollar. We kind of find out on the back end, well, maybe I should have done it like this or that. Right. So since you've been in the industry for so long, if you were starting today, how would you build your business so you could sell it for top dollar? Great question. Um, you know, I think it, there's several different things. I think it starts also with using a name that you think allows you upward mobility and opportunity. Um, so Paul's mowing wouldn't be a good idea. Maybe it could be. Um, maybe it's Paul's outdoor services or maybe it's Paul's exterior services. But because um, there's certainly names. What does Coke mean or what does Pepsi mean? I don't know what that means, really. I mean, deep down, you can figure out the, the root of that you know, name. But, you know, there's companies and no offense if this is your company name, but get her done or, you know, cheap cuts, long care. <laughs> and and, and I, so I, I, I encourage guys all the time to think about that name. It might work in the moment. It might work in the moment, but does it allow you the opportunity to scale your company? Because you don't know in three years that you might be a hardscaper. Maybe you're a snow and ice management company. Uh, maybe you're getting into erosion control, you, whatever that may be. So you really have to think about the company name and, and does that give me the ability to scale this company in a way that you can, because it's really hard to change your name down the road. And, and being completely transparent, when I named Perfect Cut, I was a sophomore in high school. And um, it sounds like we cut hair, maybe we just cut grass. And so I tried to change the name in about 2000, uh, 1999 actually. Um, I took it to my team and I said, I want to change the company name. And they said, why? I said, I just, I don't, I don't think it allows us to grow. I don't think it, it feels like we cut hair. And they said, well, we think it's catchy and we've already branded it. And we've got blue trucks and it's powerful. And my business partner um, at the time, oh, it was still my business partner, but uh, said, Corey, you know, like the name is only what you make it. So there's some pieces of that that I want you to know, but there's also names that I see people using. And as we sell a lot of products at Ballard, I look at all the orders and I mm -hmm. see names and I think to myself, no offense, guys, but that's not a scalable business name. So think about your name um, first and foremost. And then when you build that company, and it's easy when you're small, but as you scale your company, as you grow your company, Make sure you're doing the right things. You, don't be ramrodding your Corvette or your boat or your, your wife's on payroll, but she doesn't work there. And we did that for so many years. So I speak from experience there. And, and so I hired the, um, the National Airport. I hired the CFO of the National Airport to come in and be my CFO about 12 years ago. And she came in and said, if you want me to work here moving forward, 
we're changing everything. She said, I'm getting all your personal stuff out of the business. Um, we were charging stuff on credit cards, could have been bar tabs. And if I wanted a grill for my house, I'd just run it on the company credit card. And I'd say, just put that under, put that under um, material expenses and, and all these things that I was doing. And you can do that as a small company. But if you're going to eventually sell it, it's hard to go to a potential buyer, even on a small scale, and say, well, my company does better than it looks. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well... Last year, I ramrodded $47,000 of personal expenses through the company. And they're like, well, okay, but I'm not going to pay you because you decided to buy a grill, get your garage floor painted. Um, you bought a hot tub and you ran it through the company. You landscaped your house. So those ad backs don't always come through. And um, now he's taking my picture, throws me off. But um, So think about when you're doing your financials. One of, the, one of the best advice a guy gave me who's much more successful than me said, Corey, just pay yourself more and pay for your own stuff. Mm. He goes, yeah, you're going to pay FICA and Medicare on a little bit more or take a distribution. But he goes, quit ramrodding stuff through your company because if you want to sell your company and you also, also guys, as you're growing and you want to show bank financials, your P&L better be accurate. And you can't go to your banker and say... I know it shows we made a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand profit, but we really made one seventy because um, my camper's in there, and my wife and I went to Aruba, and he's like, I don't give a shit. Um, what's the number? So I encourage you guys keep the books clean um, because it just it. It gives you true financials, and if you want to sell it, the buyer's not going to pay you for that stuff that you try to explain back to him why you're ramrodding stuff through your business. So, in summary, I'm taking notes here, and uh, number one is choose a name that's scalable. Yep. Be, be very mindful of your name. And number two, run all your expenses that are business through the business. Right. Pay yourself the salary that you want to make so you can go to Aruba if you have the margin that you can buy a camper or a Corvette or whatever at the right time when you're there, you know, financially you can afford that. Pay yourself the salary, take the hit on the legalities and then just do everything business personal, keep them separate from day one. Yeah, the numbers need to be accurate. And 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 I find guys all the time they go to buy a new house, right? And you want to re you want to buy your new house and you're sitting there with the banker trying to explain the banker no, we really made more money than that. And he says, well, but I got your tax return right here and it says you didn't make any money last year. He's like, no, but I really did. And he's like, so did you lie on your tax return? No, 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 I didn't lie on my tax return, but I ramrodded, um, I use the word ramrod. I, you know, I pushed through 150,000 in personal expenses. And he's like, well, why? So technically that's not legal first off. Um, So just do the things the right way I know it's easy as a small guy. You got two, three, four employees, and it's easy to push some of that personal stuff through. And you got the crew working at your house. And in the winter, you got nothing for them to do, so they paint your garage. And and so just try to really, really keep business and personal separate. Um, it makes a big difference long term. When you're starting to get to that point, and you're thinking, well, I, I, I skilled this thing. I uh, have clean books. And I just want to explore maybe selling it. What's this step? Do you hire a business broker? Do you, what do you do to possibly get it closer to, to selling it? Yeah, so um, 
you know, full disclosure, we sold our company October 1st, um, not really on purpose. Uh, we were looking at an ESOP because we thought, how do we take care of our people? So an ESOP is an you know, employee stock owned. You know, so you, your employees own the stock and, and you get buy-in there. And so we looked at an ESOP, we did a feasibility report, and, and that looked good. Um, and so a company reached out to us and said, hey, you know, we'd, we'd really like to, to buy your company. And um, we weren't even really thinking about it. And, and so, you know, it, it, it took a lot of, uh, of thinking and, and really digging into um, what does that look like. Um, and, you know, they said, you know, we're going to find a lot of skeletons in the closet. And I said, no, you're not, actually, because that's why we run things legit. And so it made a big difference. Um, that lady you hired back 12 years ago really changed my business. To the, Today, it's hard to put a number on it, but she made you so much money by doing things right. Oh, my God. She changed our life. She changed our business. Um, and I needed somebody um, with structure and, you know, and to be rigid in our systems to to clean that up because we just weren't we weren't doing it professional. Um and we were a big company. We weren't doing it professional. Wow. I don't know if I answered your question. You had a second part of it. Did I miss the second part? Well, the, the question was, if you're getting that boat close to the dock and considering warming up to selling it, what's that next step? It okay, sounds yeah. like in your case, someone initiated contacting you. You didn't initiate contacting them. Yeah, so we've been getting approached for five years you know, and we just said, we're not interested, we're not interested, we're not interested. And, and this company reached out for about 18 months and, and, and we said, finally, let's just, let's meet, let's hear, you know, what's your strategy, what's your culture, what do you believe in, what do you see this company um, fitting into your portfolio, what do you plan on doing with this company, and first and foremost for us was how do we take care of our people, um, how do we make sure that this company is, is strong today, strong five years from now, strong 10 years from now, because nothing would be worse for me. Um, to see the company not be, I want a legacy. I want it to be amazing. I want to be able to tell my kids 10 years from now, yeah, that was daddy's company and they're still kicking butt today. Um, nothing would be worse than, than looking back and going, gosh, remember when they were, you know, remember when they were great and, and now they're not. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of people buying up companies right now, big and small. Um, you know, and, and I didn't have any intention of really selling our company. I mean, at the end of the day, as business owners, we all probably think someday I'll sell this, right? Hey, everybody. Caleb and Brittany Allman here. Hello. Hey, we have something special to tell you about a sale at theheartscapeacademy.com. We are so excited and we are so thankful to have recently closed on our new shop property. We are extending the Black Friday sale for how long, Britt? An extra four days. We're going to go ahead and do it through December 3rd. We're so excited to do this. And we want to give back, you know, some of the blessing that we've been given here with being able to purchase our shop property and build our new facility. So we want to pass that on to you. We also want to build this thing. We need to raise some money for it. So we're like, well, we'll move some courses by uh, knocking some money off them and extending the sale that did so well anyhow. So Folks, check it out. The deal again, 25% off all courses except our in-person training, right, Britt? Correct. For another four days through Perfect. December 3rd. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute a call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no 
no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. I think, you know, something really important in business is timing. Mm -hmm. Um, We were lucky enough to be a debt-free company, um, and the timing made sense. Um, I wanted to take some risk off the table. I'm always worried, you know, somebody could go out and get injured, killed. Um, They're going to sue me. They're going to sue the company. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'm 46 years old, and I'm thinking, I've worked my entire life. Do I want to risk it all? And um, we were looking at some uh, buying some other companies, and and do I want to take on more debt at, you know, at my age? Mm -hmm. And um, what's the end game look like? And, um, and so we didn't throw the towel in because we gave up. I can tell you we're more focused on our business today. Um, we don't look at this as we sold out. I, I really hate when people say, I heard you sold out. Um, we look at it as we partnered. We partnered with a great company. Um, my partner and I both rolled stock into the new company, so we have ownership in the entire, entire platform company. That's how much I believe in them. So we look at it as a partnership. How do we make sure our people are taken care of? What benefits can they get? Is there growth opportunity? Um, is there upward mobility for all of our people? And how do we see Perfect Cut go to the next level? Because we want to be a $50 million company in the next three years. But how does Corey and Matt get it there? Mm. Um, and that takes a lot of cash, right? And cash takes risk. And I'm not against risk because you can't get where you're at without risk. But um, I was getting a little less excited about... Uh, Signing personal guarantees, you know, if, if it goes bad, they come take your house. And that doesn't sound that sexy to me. Um, so, you know, I, I think you should be building a company always with an end game in mind on some level um, that a company would want to buy. And, and does it run? I think this is important. Does it run without you? Because if you wear every hat in your company... You don't have a company. You've got a job. Wow. And, you know, nobody's going to buy that because without you or me running it, there's no company. There's just, there's just this thing that you run and you, you make every decision. You wear every hat. You hire everybody. You make every raise decision. You buy all the materials. You're the guy bidding the job. And so get those people around you and build systems in place so that when somebody looks at buying your company, you can say, here's the keys it runs great without me. I'll stay on, but it, I'm giving you a turnkey operation, and it's a profit-making machine. And here it is. What's next for your time in, in Ballard Products? Because you still are a quarterback in that, correct? Yeah, so um, I'm still on um, with Perfect Cut as a strategic advisor. Um, I stayed on with them in the exact same role I was on before. Um, so I'm hoping that this, well, I'm not hoping, this will allow me, now I'm even more focused on Ballard. Um, I want to take that company to the next level. Um, we're doing great. We've had in, insane growth. Um, I've got dozens of products coming. I'm excited about it. We're looking forward to, uh, we've got a new website coming. We've got all kinds of new things coming. To, I just want to build something special. To me, it's, it's, I'm not driven by money. I'm driven by just, I want to win. I want to build something really, really cool, something I'm proud of, something that's special. I love providing jobs for people, but not more importantly than jobs, careers and places that people love to work at and they feel like they're a part of something I talked about today. You know, just people want to work places that they feel value and that they can make an impact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a control freak, so I'm starting to hand off some things slowly um, because I like things to be done one way because I think I know I think I know the best way and I don't always you know and, and one thing I've been really good at is I just try to surround myself with people that are 
smarter than me. And and that's people. A lot of business owners can't admit that. Like, you're not the smartest guy, man. Get people. I know what I'm good at, and I just stay in my lane. And then I try to hire people where I'm not good. I try to find people with the skill set that fits that really, really well around me. That's well said. Lastly, Corey, I want to ask you about this community. I know we were just hanging out quite a bit at Equip. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice from all this podcasting. A lot of talking. But we hung out at Equip down in Louisville. It used to be GIE. I'm calling it Equip now. You know, we're hanging out here at Launchpreneur Academy. So what would you say to someone who maybe just watches the Instagram videos, the YouTube videos, listen to the podcast, but haven't really got into coming to these events? What would you kind of say about the proximity of just being here and uh, being a part of this community in person? Yeah, I mean, I just think you got to invest in yourself. You got to invest in your team. You got to invest in your life and you got to invest in your business. And when you do all those things, the outcome speaks for itself. If you get in this bubble, and I hear guys say, I can't afford to get to GIE, I can't afford to get to LAL, I, I mean, you can't afford not to. You, what we've heard in there today, man, it's good stuff, man. It's great stuff. It's life-changing stuff. And I always tell people, too, you can't leave with, there's, I've heard 30 good things today, right? Can you go home and implement three of them, two of them? Just go home and say, what two or three things do I think can make an impact in my business Monday morning? And then, as Keith Kalfas just said, action. You got to take action. Because a lot of people are dreamers and talkers, man. Action. And when you start taking action, then you see the results. Then you want to take more action. And you just keep doing that. And you create a culture and a place where people want to work. And they know that you're invested in the future. If you're the guy that just talks, there's a lot of talkers action, man. You got to take action and, and you got to be deliberate about your actions. You got to be intentional about your actions. Everything I do, I have an outcome in, in mind. Like if I do this, the outcome is going to be this. And if it fails, that's okay. You just regroup a little bit and then you just shift a little bit and then you get back to business. And I'm excited about Ballard. I'm excited about our team. Um, you know, I'm still excited about Perfect more than ever, even though I'm not the owner anymore. Um, I'm excited about where that company's going, and um, I love these events. I love networking with people. Um, I think it's the best thing you can do for yourself and your business. Thank you for your time. How can people connect with you, Corey? Uh, yeah, you guys can find us. If you don't already know, uh, ballard-inc.com is the website. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. We do not TikTok. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look us up. Shoot us a message. Um, guys send me messages all the time. I help people. Um, I'm not a consultant, but I help people all the time. They say, hey, man, I'm really struggling with this. And I guarantee you I'll email you back and at least give you some pointers or some things that I've learned because I've done it all, man. I've screwed it all up. Um, and I can tell you what we did worked, what we did didn't work. Here's what you should try. And then it's up to you to take the action. Cool. I appreciate your time and looking forward. I think the next time we reconvene, it will be in sunny Florida. I can't wait. So we're going to be doing a big meetup on Saturday, February 5th at Tampa Bay at the Armature Work Parks. If you want to come out and meet us and that uh, Corey's coming to the Hype House this year, we're going to yeah. be making content all week. Andy Mulder, Caleb Allman, Brittany Allman, the Fullertons, Naylor, Keith is coming. A bunch of folks are coming. We're just going to make content all week. At the grand conclusion of that, we're going to do a big meetup in Tampa Bay, uh, right on the water there. It's an armature works. I'm just going to hang out outside and talk shop and eat some food and hang out in Florida. Awesome. I'm looking forward Bring to it. Bring your suntan lotion. We'll see you guys in sunny Florida. Thanks, guys.
Well, guys, what a cool story with Corey. I got to go to his headquarters uh, there at Ballard Products in Iowa. Uh, that was on our fall 2020 tour. And uh, just hear him share the story of his humble beginnings as a teenager and building the business over the years. And uh, it's definitely not an overnight success story, but uh, decades in the making. And so congratulations to Corey and uh, the big news there uh, out of his company in Iowa. And don't worry, Corey's still going to be around in the industry uh, with uh, Ballard Products and all the innovations I got going on over there and a friend of the show. So we'll definitely hopefully keep in touch with Corey and uh, be hanging out with him on our kickoff 2022 tour as uh, we take the show on the road, Mr. Producer, to sunny Florida. Yes, we strategically plan the Florida tour for January and February. Uh, that just makes a lot of sense, right? It was like 75 last year and I'm scrolling through Instagram and, and it's, people are like 26, 31 degrees, windy, cold. So anyway... <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to uh, that in January. Also, guys, I'm looking forward to crushing it in 2-2. I don't know about you, but I'm ramping up, gearing up, preparing for a prosperous year. And part of my strategy to crush it this upcoming year is to write down measurable and specific goals. There's research that if you actually write your goals down, you're more likely to start the process, get the traction, get the progress to actually achieving them. And then if they're measurable, you actually say, I want to do X by this date, then the reporting simple because you can actually measure if you accomplish the goal or not. Anyway, over the years, I've taken this process from writing down my goals on literally, I used to buy three and a half uh, by five or whatever they are, those little small index cards. I'd write my goals down on there. Uh, recently, past years, I just get printer paper every day, a brand new, excuse me, eight and a half by 11 white sheet of paper, and I'll write down today's goals. And thankfully, recently, Amazon reached out to me and they're like, hey, Paul Jameson, would you like to have the opportunity to have a hardcover book? And I said, absolutely, let's rock and roll. But instead of doing like a book, can we do a journal where we can actually write down our measurable specific goals? And so long story short, uh, it got approved. And now we have a hardcover journal on Amazon. It's called the Diligent Shall Prosper. And it's basically my morning routine. So it's going to walk you through for 90 days. It's And that's another proven thing. In 90 days, you can really uh, make some traction on your goals and, or accomplish them. But uh, it starts the day off with a proverb of the day. Underneath that, there's a place to write down what you're thankful for. So you can start the day with joy, gratitude, thanksgiving, appreciation. And then underneath there, uh, there's um, some space to write down specific measurable goals for the day. And it's also a journal. There's a bunch of uh, space lines uh, where you can just journal down. If you have an innovative idea or you have some thoughts or emotions you want to share throughout the day, it's all available on Amazon with our new goal tracker and journal. It's called the Diligent Shall Prosper. So Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes. And uh, if you hop on it now, you can also order several copies as Christmas gifts and uh, give those out. Uh, Vanessa did a fantastic job, our uh, designer uh, with the book cover and everything. And she made it neutral so that uh, the color schemes and everything like that. It's not just for women. It's not just for men. It's its very uh, neutral colors so that it can be a versatile gift, uh, both for men and women, and uh, make a great holiday present um, to really encourage people uh, to, to let's make 2-2 
the best year of our life. That's my goal. And uh, we would love to help you achieve that goal as well with the Diligent Shall Prosper link in today's show notes. Coming up on tomorrow's program, friends, Paver Pete going to be in the house. So uh, smash that follow button, turn on the notification. So when tomorrow's fresh episode with Paver Pete drops, you'll be uh, able to listen to it right away. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one, hopefully. Have a blessed day. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.